We have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Are you a broken vessel, weighted down with discouragement, illness, or perhaps a disability? Well, take heart. Whatever your burden may be, God offers treasures that will transform your life. Hello, dear listeners. You're listening to Broken Vessels, Hidden Treasures. And here are your hosts, Paul and Tabitha Norris. Are you ready to serve and encourage people with special needs? You've come to the right place. We're back with Stephen Doc Hunsley, continuing our discussion on how to get started. You you mentioned earlier that the church is a place where families and individuals with disabilities should be embraced, and we would agree with that. But there are there are a lot of people, Christians included, who will admit that they feel uncomfortable around disability for various reasons. How would you suggest that we as Christians change our attitude about this? Absolutely. Um, you know, first off, the most important thing is to, to realize that an individual with special needs, they're not mistakes. There's there's nothing wrong with them, and they're they're really no different than you or myself. They are, in fact, um, created in the image and likeness of God, and and they they are are perfect, and they have so much to offer. And we just need to realize that. Um, and just because they're a little different than than we are, doesn't mean we don't reach out to them. Doesn't mean we don't try to love on them. It just means we need to learn about them. Right. And we we offer what we call a buddy program in which we we have an individual who who buddies or works alongside an individual with special needs. And I constantly tell people anybody can do it. You don't need to have any special education for it. We provide training for it, but you don't need any previous experience. In fact, my my question for anyone is, can you be a friend? And honestly, the answer for anybody should be yes. Everybody's capable of being a friend. And if you're capable of being a friend, then you're capable of helping somebody with special needs because that's all it is. You're just being a friend with them. And then if you learn how to work with some of the behaviors and some of the the uh, uh, things going on with individuals with special needs, you're going to do great with them. Um, and it's just an educational piece, <clears throat> and it's a lot, lack of knowledge that we're afraid of. You know, autism has become the A word in the church, and it's really because we just don't know much about them, uh, individuals with autism, and it's it's scary. But they've got so much they can offer, and there's so much they can do, and and they're wonderful to have uh, in your church and able to do amazing things. Um, and we just need to sit there and and be friends with them and offer offer them uh, the opportunities, and and we've got to be there to be able to come alongside with them. But it takes us being able to. Uh, go out of our comfort zone sometimes and just say, hey, I can do this and and be willing to be a friend and realize that we can be different. Mm. At the same time, we need to realize as a society 
that, you know, if we see when we're out in public, if we see someone, a family that has a elementary child, for instance, and that child is um, looks like they're having a behavioral problem, don't immediately jump to judging that parent and thinking it's a discipline problem on that parent's uh, job there. It's not. You need to immediately think, oh, that child probably has autism. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you the number of times I've been out in public and I've had complete strangers come up to me and tell me that I'm not just a bad parent, but I'm a horrible parent because my son is having a meltdown, an autistic meltdown. And I'm actually reacting to my child in an appropriate way and doing the right thing to work through his autism. And these strangers are telling me that I'm a horrible parent because of my lack of discipline in my child and even have gone as far as contacting the police and notifying police on me uh, saying I'm neglecting my child and doing different things. And they're, it's all because they are uneducated and have no knowledge about it. And so it's just helping educate yourselves and realize that these families need, need the help and, and that these, these individuals have so many things that they can offer and love. It's just once you learn how to work with them, they're, they're going to do so many wonderful things with you. And they have a lot to offer, a lot of love. Um, a lot of people know about Down syndrome and, and just how, how much those individuals love cerebral palsy. You know, you, it, the list goes on and on. I honestly cannot tell you a, a disability that I have worked with that they don't, they won't show you love. Even we've even got, you know, individuals who are blind, who are wheelchair bound, unable to say a single word. They can't see, they can't hear, but they still are able to show and give you so much love and they are still worthwhile. That's an excellent um, point. You know, I've, I've done a Bible study and when I was searching in the Bible, I, I started to look at all the miracles that Jesus did when he was here on earth. If you look at all the miracles that Jesus did while he was here on earth, you'll notice that 75% of Jesus' miracles were done on individuals with disabilities. He healed the lame, he healed the blind, and constantly was doing that. So if you really want to look at it, Jesus was the very first special needs pastor. Jesus went out of his way to work with those with special needs. And if we truly want to be more like Jesus, we will be with those with special needs. One of the statistics I find um, surprising that I didn't realize on autism is that it strikes one in 88 children, and it's one of the fastest-growing disabilities in the world. Would, along those lines, could you give us a couple of tips about what the church could do to welcome children and their parents? Yeah, absolutely. And, and in fact, those, those numbers are, are increasing in, in, as, as well. Um, just this this past April, uh, they just released new numbers. That number for autism is now one out of every fifty nine births. Wow. So, so it's it's even higher now, one out of fifty nine. And if you just look at all special needs overall, right now it's one out of every six children in the United States have special needs. So that's seventeen point five percent of all children today. So if you have a church with six children or more. I promise you, you have a church with special needs in it. 
Um, it's just that the families probably won't admit that they have special needs because they're afraid they'll be kicked out of the church, and they don't want to be. So how can you welcome these, these families and, and welcome these, these kids into to your, your church? One, you don't have to have a, a big ministry or do anything there. Just start meeting them where they're at. You can provide a buddy um, where you can can have this friend who will be on the side of them, who will will help them and be a guide on the side and and help them get the most out of the teacher generated curriculum. We do our best to have all of our individual special needs integrated into the the general uh, children's classroom, the general ed classroom, and we want them to be be a part of the classroom and and treated the same as everyone else. We my my prayer is that every church would become an inclusive church. And what I mean by that is every single person that would walk into the church would be treated the exact same way regardless of who they are or what they look like. Just because they have special needs doesn't mean that they they can't be a part of the church. I I expect our families with special needs here at Grace Church to be involved in the church just as much as anyone else. They should be serving. They should be tithing. They should be, you know, doing everything else that anyone else does. But we need to be doing things for them as well that we do for anyone else in the church. So any of our our Bible studies, we need to be able to have accommodations for them. We need, we need to be able to, for our children's ministry, we need to be able to provide you know, buddies um, for them to be able to help them. Hmm. Um, it may even be that we may have to adjust our curriculum and and have it at a easier level so that they can understand. Maybe have our individuals with special needs in a uh, a more instead of an age appropriate classroom in a developmentally appropriate classroom so that they can get the most out of the the curriculum to learn the most um, because they may be delayed or, or further behind. Um, developmentally or, or uh, there uh, with it. But it just comes down to having a heart and wanting to reach the family um, where they're at. And it, there are so many people that are willing to help and and do it. You know, we've got a training that we've produced with SOAR that is on our uh, SOAR YouTube page. It's SOAR Special Needs ministry on YouTube, and it's a a special needs training video that I've done that anyone can go to, and I'm happy to share all of our training uh, information. It's scenario-based training in which someone can can be trained, learn how to work with any individual with special needs, and so that you're able to handle anything uh, that would come along the way. Definitely make sure we link to those videos on our website for people to be able to access them. Absolutely. Paul and I have been part of some small churches before where the congregation and the pastor, they they have the heart for disability ministry, but they are small congregations, so there's very little exposure. Uh, what kind of encouragement would you offer to that congregation, is it worth it to prepare for a disability ministry? And and if so, how would you suggest they start? Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I've 
I've actually assisted several small congregations in starting ministries. Um, and, you know, it, it can be anywhere from just, you know, dealing with what you already have in, in your church and just being happy with that to trying to actively grow a ministry and reach out to your community. Um, uh, there's one one church that I've, I've worked with in Missouri in which they're a, a small rural community um, in which it's a church of about 75 to 85 people. Um, but they've got a large population of um, individuals with special needs uh, surrounding their church that they felt called to reach out to. And so I've assisted them in trying to start up the special needs ministry where they, they had a handful of people already in their church, and, and they started doing that, trained them, and they they are seeing the need to reach out, and they're, they're now – um, are compelled and are passionate for these individual special needs, and they want to reach their community. And as a result, they are now reaching their community, and they're doing special little outreach projects. They're doing little respite nights where they are giving these families a break for a few hours on a like a Friday or Saturday night where they can give the parents two or three hours off. Right. And then they get volunteers in where they're able to take care of the the individual's special needs and the siblings and give those parents that much needed time and then have some fun and games that they can do with, with all the individuals that they have and share Jesus with them at the same time. And it becomes a wonderful outreach experience to them. Mm-hmm. And over time, as they continually do this, these families see, oh, wow, this church really does care for us. They love us. Let's, let's see what it looks like on the weekend. So these families start coming on the weekend, and they have now won entire families to Christ because they've just reached out to their community through doing special needs. And these small churches have been able to start seeing growth in their church by reaching out to special needs and, and the special needs community. And it's been pretty cool to see how that, that growth has occurred for them. And they've, they've been able to uh, grow and, and get extra volunteers as well from the community who, who also has that heart um, for individuals with special needs. And it's just been cool to see how when you do this, God will always bless it. And God will always have his hand on it. And you know, even though I, you know, I, I shared our story how we've gone from three to eight hundred individuals in in seven years' time, we didn't do that overnight. And you know, it's not a you build it, they will come type of thing. <laughs> right. Families with special needs aren't about to come start coming to your church until they know you're able to take care of them, and so that's a slow process. Um, and once you are able to show you know what you're doing and you're able to take care of them, the families will start talking. And at the same time, God will, it gives you time where God will provide you the volunteers that you need. And the best way to get volunteers is just sharing stories, have the family share what it means to be able to have a church to go to, have the volunteers share stories about what it means to be able to serve. And you'll, you'll see that God starts growing it. Oh, Great tips, great encouragement. Thank you so much. My pleasure.
want to ask, does as SOAR, the ministry, do you provide any um, materials for churches that would like to start that kind of program as well? Absolutely. Uh, if there's any church that would be interested in starting a special needs ministry, um, they can reach out to us. Um, easiest way to reach us is at SOAR, S-O-A-R, at visitgracechurch.com. That's SOAR, S-O-A-R, at visitgracechurch.com. And I, I will share everything I have. We will share all of our training material. Um, I've written many blogs and I've got many articles, uh, things. I'll share all that, um, share everything we have. I'll set up, um, you know, FaceTime, Skype interviews, meetings with you to help walk you through process. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll walk you through and, and help you in starting it, answer questions and, and uh, anything we can do to assist you uh, with that, we will, we will help you. We want to take some time right now and just thank you for uh, being with us today. I'm not sure. Uh, words can't really express uh, how appreciative we are uh, that you would come and take your time to talk with us today. Oh, my, my pleasure. Thank you so much for, for having me. And, and uh, you know, this is a, a very needed thing. There's, there's only 11% of evangelical churches in the United States today with uh, the capability of having a ministry for individuals with special needs. So we as a church throughout the country need to step up and reach, reach this, this need. It's the largest unreached people group in the United States. Um, I love our missions going all over the world, but the largest unmet people group is in our own backyard, and that's individuals with special needs. Well, we'll be keeping you in our prayers, Doc. It was really nice to meet you, and uh, we, we just we can't thank you enough for everything you've helped us with today. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for tuning in today to Broken Vessels, Hidden Treasures. It is our hope and prayer that you will find the grace and goodness of God even in trials. We'd love to hear from you, and your feedback is important to us. You can reach out to Paul and Tabitha with comments, questions, or to share an episode with a friend in need through our website at bvhtministries.org.